Welcome to the Change Something Podcast, where we recognize that we all have 168 hours in one week. How will you leverage it? How will you use it not only for your own health, but for the good of your city? On this podcast, we will speak with psychologists, chiropractors, teachers, truckers, policemen, doctors, writers, and all sorts of professionals every month for 15 minutes or less to provide tools and techniques to not only better your life, but to help you participate in the flourishing of your city. My name is John Ju, and I am glad that you are joining us. This week, in the midst of the coronavirus, I want us to take a pause. Francis Narr reminds us it's very refreshing to go away and take a break, to clear your head and just get into something else. And while we recognize the severity of the present fight, I want to pivot our show this week towards the original aim of the podcast, which is to interview professionals of all kinds for 15 minutes or less to provide tools and tips to not only better your life, but to help you participate in the good of your city. And in this episode, Victoria Park, Camilla, and the current season of Flash on the CW, which is airing its sixth season, is joining us to share how she is living her best life for the good of her city. Hi, Victoria. Thanks for being on the show. Hi, John. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so what's the weather like out there in California today? It's actually raining today, which is very weird for yeah. Southern California, but it's nice. Everyone's staying inside and practicing safe social distancing, so it's good for our city, I think. Uh, well, before we dive into how you would encourage our listeners to leverage their everyday professions for the good of their city, can you tell us a little bit about your typical day on set? I mean, what happens? How long does it take to film and put together a 40-minute episode? For our show, you know, it might take a little longer just because we have, you know, special effects, visual effects and all that stuff. So it typically takes yeah. us eight or nine days to do one episode. Um, like so full that's, days. Yeah, full days. Uh, normally for an actor, if you're working the whole day, because of hair and makeup and what time you're getting picked up and driven to set and everything, um, I usually, like I can work a 14-hour day. Um, wow. So they're pretty, yeah, they're pretty long days. Normally at the beginning of the week, we start earlier and then the days kind of get pushed back later and later. And then if we have any night shoots or anything, they sure. happen at the end of the week. But yeah, I just, you know, I get picked up pretty early in the morning, maybe like 6 a.m., get to set, hair and makeup, breakfast, and then we just go through the scenes that we have for the day. So yeah, no, not being in the whole acting world, I think a lot of our listeners just assume, hey, you get on set, you do two to three hours of shooting and then you're done and you move on. But that really isn't the case, huh? <laughs> no, that would that would be nice. But yeah, our days get pretty long. Um, I think people get really surprised by how much time we put in on set. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, if you're doing something special with your hair and makeup, like if you're a superhero or something, it, hair and makeup definitely takes a lot longer. Um, so that'll make your day longer. The actual shooting portion of the day usually doesn't go much longer than 12 hours. But um, yeah. when you add in everything else with like a lunch break and stuff, sometimes you're on set for 14 hours. Yeah, I was actually having a conversation with a listener uh, last week. And they were wondering if you could share why you chose to go into acting. What about it drew you? How come you're passionate about it? You know, growing up, I didn't think I was going to be an actor. Um, I decided sure. on film production, which is kind of the other side of the camera, pretty late in college. And um, I think it was just something that I had always enjoyed, but never considered as a serious profession. Sure. Being Asian American and growing up in the Midwest, there's not a lot of examples of people who go into that. So I didn't really think it was like a viable profession. 
But then I moved out to LA and I was really into this film production thing, wanted to direct or be a cinematographer and ended up in an acting class and it was really, really fun. And I started getting jobs that way. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go with this. Yeah. If I stay acting or if I decide to go back to the other other side of the camera, I think I've always just felt the importance of storytelling. Hmm. And uh, I think, you know, regardless of what avenue I take, I just really enjoy how film and TV um, tells really great stories and uh, has the ability to take people out of their current situation or maybe bring light to a story that needs to be told. Yeah, I just I really love that about film and TV. So no, I love the fact that even as of recent, it seems like we're talking more and more about the importance of storytelling, the value behind it, and how it changes our brain chemistry, and it helps us to see things in new light. I didn't know that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Well, a vision for the Change Something podcast is to help our listeners or someone that they know receive tools and tips so that we can be good for our cities. Just to start off, what would you say to someone who's struggling to find momentum in the entertainment space or just feeling discouraged and stuck in their student or working life? Yeah, that's a really good question. The first thing I would say is I've been there. I think we've all been there and the place sure. that you are in is uh, is a reality of, of most people's lives. You're not alone in feeling that way. I think even, you know, people might look at like my career or somebody else's career and be like, oh, I just want to be there. But, you sure. know, even where I am today, I still have days that I feel stuck or oh, I don't know what I want to do next or whatever. Mm. So just recognize that it's a real feeling, but also that it's going to come and go and it's a part of life um, and uh, being able to kind of push through it. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for your vulnerability in that and just sharing about the tension that you feel internally. Yeah. Um, Life is about so much more than just the jobs that we choose, even though it's a huge portion of our lives. Um, and you know, when everything sure. comes to a screeching halt and like right now, you know, the industry is, is pretty much stopped or on pause and I'm not working and you kind of have to find things that will keep you occupied or remember the things that really matter because work is not always going to be there. We still have to yeah. be able to, you know, not determine our worth from, from our work. Yes, that's really good. I do think that there is a different shift of paradigm. Where in 2020, the average career change one person makes in their lifetime is 6 to 12. So from acting to marketing, from marketing to small business ownership. So hopefully that alleviates some of the pressure. Yeah. For those of you who are listening who might be in between jobs or you feel like you're at a dead end, that you don't have to have it all figured out right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I hope that we that that's a good thing that we've taken. It's the value of knowing yourself and then also having a community of people around you who can speak truth and light to you in those times. Yeah, 100% for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's like a a good point too of just when things get hard, having a community to support you and remind you um, when you forget like, hey, you know, this is where you're supposed to be and, um, you know, your worth is not in how much you're working or how little you're working. And yeah, sometimes community is, is the one thing to help you get past those moments as well. That's good. I know we've been talking a little bit about storytelling and the value in that, and it seems like that's a part of the philosophy of your work, but how do you personally leverage your acting career as a platform to provide hope for the good of your city? 
the storytelling aspect for sure is is a huge part, as you said, the philosophy of my work. So something that's helped me is um, what is just my day to day look like? You know what I mean? Like just sure. going to work or even the days that I'm not on set where it's maybe just the only person I'm talking to that day is my agent or my manager or a sure. casting director or even just I'm at home working on an audition for the next day or something. Um, and I think something that I've kind of landed on is um, it's not so much about the end product um, because most of my job is not actually that. Um, and so what I try to do is every interaction that I have or every action that I take, you know, I want it to be reflective of um you know, the person that I am and, um, bringing light and life to everything that I do. So if that's just interacting with my coworkers or my agent or my manager that day, I want to make sure that I'm, um, you know, treating them with respect and love, um, hopefully bringing hope and light into that situation and making people feel like they matter. Um, and I think, you know, that's a much more attainable and accessible goal because that's moment to moment and that's day by day. Um, and that actually has been what's given me the most joy in my work, you know, Mm. going to work and being like, all right, I'm here to do a good job, but I also want, you know, everybody that I interact with, whether it's my coworkers or, um, you know, my actors or, you know, somebody who's helping me with getting dressed or whatever it may be. I want them to feel, um, loved and valued and important. And, um, it's been really life-giving and and a really good, um, shift for me. Yeah. Well, thanks for strategically thinking through that. I do think that we often forget that the mundane, the little things, the everyday gestures and conversations and acts of kindness, of seeing people slowing down to communicate that someone is valued and important does provide hope and changes something. Yeah, totally. Can you unpack for us what you meant earlier when you said the end product is not the aim or the goal? Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, I think it's a lot more obvious for people in my profession where we are making a product to be watched. You know, we're making a a film or we're making a TV episode. Um, But a lot of times people fixate on just that. You know, I want to make the best end product that people are going to watch and be changed by, which is a thing. But I think it's such a small portion of what we actually do. Um, I might spend one day at the premiere of whatever, you know, we filmed to watch it, but you know, the whole sure. year we're working day in, day out aside other people to make that end product. And so I think sure. the interactions that we have in those days are just as important, if not more important than just that end product. Mm. Yeah. I do think as viewers, we do forget again from the beginning of the episode or this podcast, we talked about how long it takes. Mm-hmm sometimes 14 hours a day to shoot something for eight days in a row for a 40 minute episode. And we just see the final 40, but human interactions throughout the week and the day that really does accumulate to what you're producing at the end. Yeah. Well, according to the U S Bureau of labor statistics, there are an estimated 48,000 people who play parts in stage, television, radio, or motion picture. And I imagine constantly being in the limelight comes with its critics What is just one way that we can support you guys or what is one thing that you'd want our listeners to hear? 
Well, I'm sure none of your listeners are the people who are those people <laughs> on the internet who are trolling us or spreading gossip or whatever it may not. be. But I would just want to remind people that, you know, actors are people just like anybody else. Um, there's a yeah. lot of pressure, you know, when you are being watched constantly and there are all of these strangers taking interest in your life. And so um, treat other people, whether you sure. see them on TV or the internet with compassion and, uh, and treat them like real humans. Yeah, no, that's really good. I do feel like for some reason right now in our culture, there is a underlying idea of, hey, if you're in public, whether you're on television or radio or on stage, for some reason, there's permission from the public mm -hmm. to be overly critical or to criticize your work which seems really unfair. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how we got to that point, but I definitely think that that is true. I'm not sure if it's something that we can really stop, but I know if we can start with listeners here or just reminding each other that, um, hey, these people are, are real people, and if you wouldn't say it to their face, then don't say it on the internet. Right. I think that's <laughs> a really good rule of thumb. If you're not going to say it to their face, don't say it online. <laughs> Or even if you would, still don't say it online. Yeah, right? just don't say it online. <laughs> uh, well, hey, Victoria, thank you so much for your time. And also just the way that you choose every single day through the small gestures and also through the final product that you're making to provide hope and value to people. Thank you. It's been really fun. Thanks for having me. The Everyday Mundane Gestures and Activities Matter. Your kindness, your presence, the way you choose to value the person in your life changes something. The way you treat the person in front of you in line, the celebrity you want to troll but instead choose to encourage, the single parent you text right now to say that you are thinking about them. How would all of our daily actions stack together a community of hope? Let's be the good. Let's go change something.